welcome back to Feedback Loop, everybody. I'm Jeremy. I'm Joey. And we we talk about music on this podcast yep. here. It's a thing that we've been doing. This is episode 20, Woo-hoo. so party hard for that. Yeah, uh, man. In addition to it being our 20th episode, this is our final episode in the Dark Pop Escapades. Uh, and we'll be starting a new mini-series, I suppose. A new escapade. But we'll we'll talk about that at the end of the episode. We, this past week, listened to Blue Lips, Lady Wood Phase 2, uh, from the artist Tuvlu. She's a Swedish pop singer-songwriter. Pretty great, in my opinion, but uh, we'll, see, we'll see what Joey has to say about this. I was kind of nervous this whole week, because I said previously that I wasn't really sure which Tuvlu album I wanted to do, and I kind of landed on this one, because I feel like it has more of like a... More, more to discuss, I, I suppose. But uh, even as I was writing the notes, I was like, man, I, I, I don't know. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see how, how Joey feels. We'll see how I feel uh, about this album. Because as previously stated, I don't pay attention to a lot of lyrics a lot of the time. So some of the stuff I, I was learning as I was doing research, even though <laughs> I've listened to this album, like, I don't know, I'd say probably at least once every other week since it came out in 2017. Like, I've listened to this album a lot. Holy shit. It's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm a fan of Tuvalu, but it's, uh, I don't know. This is one of those albums that, that's constantly in, in my rotation. Now, this may be a better question for afterwards. Is there, like, a, a reason outside of the music that you listen to this? Like, did it hit you at, like, a, the perfect time in your life or something? Or is it just, like, you really yeah. just enjoy the music that much? Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of both. Uh, I, I think it'll become maybe more apparent by the end. So if, okay. if I don't answer that question, bring it back up at the end, and I'll, I'll explain it a bit more in detail. I'll make a little, I'm making a check mark to, so I can bring that back up and I don't forget, because I probably yeah. will forget, honestly, but you know. <laughs> so I, will I. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, Tuvlu, uh, I, I chose this album because, again, we this is kind of the, the end goal for our dark pop thing. I'm a big fan of Tuvlu. Uh, that much should be apparent by now. And I thought this was a fun, a fun way to, to end our our mini-series, our escapade into Dark Pop, because this is the ending of her Lady Wood uh, storyline, I guess you could call it. She, she did two albums, one called Lady Wood, one called Blue Lips. They're both kind of one album together. Um, but we, we don't got time for that. Maybe we should have done it in two, <laughs> two episodes, but we ain't got time for that. It's fine. So uh, we're just going to get into it. The album art for this album what is the album uh, art, jeremy <laughs> it's kind of graphic <laughs> but i think it's it's expected at least from me so uh on the cover of this album it has a picture of a nice woman's ass uh laying down on a bed and her ass is being squeezed by a hand it is actually tuvalu's hand okay i assumed so, it was her hand like yeah it, it, you just see from like the butt to like not even to the knees but it's from behind it's got some red lighting it kind of looks like it's like a a black light or like an inverted color thing but it's red yeah instead of like the blues and blacks like um, it hasn't been developed yet like it's a picture that's and yeah. still in a in a photo room whatever yeah and the reason i know it's two of loose hand is because it, there's a very prominent tattoo <laughs> on the back of her hand which is a lynx and she's a big fan of that creature and uh, it's, she's even made her own Care Bear character kind of a thing 
that is a lynx with uh, what is also on this album cover in the top right corner. There's like a kind of like a, a graphic drawing of a vagina, but it's like a stylistic thing. It's not it's not like super like detailed or anything. But, I never uh, even noticed that. I should I yeah. should pay more attention to artwork because I didn't and, even notice there's anything up there. Yeah, and then in the bottom right corner it has in Roman Roman numerals two symbolizing that this is the second uh, album in this uh, collection. I it's guess. phase two parts three and four. Is that? Yeah, that is accurate. So, so <laughs> the whole Ladywood anthology is two albums. Each album is broken into two parts. So there are four total parts, uh, each kind of depicting a different take on relationships, I think. But it could also be seen as one long story. And we'll we'll talk to that, I, I suppose, when we go through it. So unless you have anything else to talk about on the album art, we can get right into it. I don't know, man. All I know is we're going to get into this shit faster than some motherfucking light beams. <laughs> it's true. And while we would you believe that the first track on the album is called Light Beams, um, which is the, the third segment of the Ladywood story, uh, is titled Light Beams. There's another interlude about halfway through that starts the, the final fourth segment of this album. I don't, I don't know what we call this, this double album thing, as a whole anthology. Yeah, that sure. too big. Quadrilogy? No. Quadrilogy. I don't know. Light Beams, it's it's like an intro track. It's only a minute long. Yeah. It's, it's very clearly not a song, per se, but it, it's got some cool, like, sci-fi sounding synths and effects and some, like, panting vocals and the fading yeah. in. You, you hear her voice fading in, and she's calling herself the motherfucking queen of the discotheque and talking about disco tits, Dude. which is okay. the next track. Yeah. Yeah. See, what, that's what were you going to say. No, I was just going to say it's, it, it's like a little teaser track at the beginning, which, uh, there's yeah. another album. There's a few other albums that I listen to where they kind of do this and they put like, Ooh, we're going to wrap up the album. And then you kind of like hear a mishmash of a bunch of the songs or like at yeah. the beginning. And it's like, Oh, this is what's to come. And it's, it's like it's like Carry On Wayward Son, where at the yeah. beginning of the song it just kind of like runs through every yeah. every major segment of it. Oh yeah, it's like the opposite of a reprisal, I guess. I'm not really sure. What the, <laughs> I'm sure there's a term for it, but we're not smart enough. I'm not smart enough to know. I don't want to speak for you. I'm, I, you can speak for me all day because I am not. <laughs> I am not that smart. But yeah, she she there's a lot of sense, and I think it's a good intro to this album. It's a good intro to Tuvlu, I think, because. It, as Joey discovered this week, it's probably very, very like synth-heavy, electronic, dance-pop kind of stuff. Yeah, dance-pop. Um, I'll say that. Yeah, it's good. It's good fun, in my opinion. It's good. It's fun, like dancing music. But uh, as mentioned, she she chants that she something about disco tits, motherfucking queen of the discotheque, alluding to the second track, which is also titled "Disco Tits." What do you, what do you think of the song, Joey? Jeremy. Okay, Jeremy. Okay, Jeremy. Yeah. Jer Bear, as you're affectionately known in some circles. <laughs> in some circles. <laughs> lay this lay lay it on me, Joey. How do you feel? You know, this, if, if I feel like how you feel about this track is going to be indicative of how you feel about the rest of the album. You know what? That's actually not true. But cool. I'll get to that later. Okay. But so. Just my first thing that I thought was like, for being dark pop, this is like an upbeat, yeah. dancey 
like this is not this song is not at all what I was expecting honestly right. like that's that's fair I, I I think it in part it's because dark pop is such a vague thing yeah and it's it's not super well defined anywhere and so like I think of this as dark pop I think other people would consider this dark pop as well Wikipedia but, does so yeah but but in general it's very like upbeat and dancey like you said it, it's just more pop heavy than dark heavy it seems right it, which is it doesn't exclude it from the category it's just it's on the other end of the spectrum yeah and there's definitely some musical stylings that I like in this song even it's just like i wouldn't even say like because i like the music it's yeah. just in the context of it being dark pop it's not what i was expecting so upon my first listen i was kind of just like what what's happening yeah. <laughs> what, what's going on here but right. like i i do like the music it's just okay so i know there's a lot of people that need to be like oh i gotta be in the mood for sad music or i gotta be in the mood for this like yeah. Upbeat music is definitely something I have to be in the mood for. So okay. upon listening to it in that mood, I, I dug the music. Now, yeah. the whole dance, this song, it has to me, upon a few listens, the lyrical content of it, <laughs> it has no, no like sadness. There's no bitterness. There's no tension. It's, it's like a, it's a very, I'm having a great, time song and I, after listening to the rest of the album i can see through the veneer that is painted right. here but upon first listen i was kind of, yeah I, I was just like what? Was by like, itself <laughs> it, it is very much a like typical party lifestyle I, I i marked down that this is the epitome of of sex drugs and tovlo yeah because it's it's very much like sexual in nature which tovlo tovlo is in a lot of her songs she's very like forward with that kind of thing um this song specifically is probably the most forward yeah. that i've heard from her about that kind of things but sex drugs and partying and and kind of kind of having fun you know to very typical pop things i think maybe a little bit more on the graphic side it, it's the thing about this album in Tuflo that i that i like that i think makes a lot of people uncomfortable is the imagery that she, she <laughs> creates by using words. Like she, she talks about her nipples being hard and how she's wet through all of her clothes, Yeah, which is something that I would imagine upsets some people. Those prudes out there. Yes. Clutching their pearls. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't even know. Like, I don't even want to say that. It's just that there's, it's I feel not... like there's, there's stigma. Right? Yeah. And, and, Tuvlu's kind of spitting in the face of that and saying like, yeah, like it's, it's, it's not, it's not womanly to talk about being wet or, or having my nipples hard or being sexually aroused in such a graphic way, because that's just not something that happens a in pop music, but B from a woman. Like it's, I think it's breaking the norm in kind of a fun way. Maybe I'm reading too much into it and she was just kind of, maybe that's just her where she's just like that, but I don't know. I think it's fun to normalize that kind of thing. See, I I kind of flipped on that throughout this album. At yeah. first, I thought that was just her personality, with her being from another country where it's not as taboo as it is in America. Like, in America, you can right. watch somebody get their fucking brains blown out <laughs> on, on daytime television and yeah. whatever, but you show one 
nipple that is a woman's not not it doesn't matter if it's a guy's if you show one yeah. woman's nipple it's like everybody's fucking calling the fcc <laughs> you're calling calling in the attack helicopters like shutting down yeah. tvs and it's like i think just i do like how she spits in the face of that at first i thought it was just because it's a personality but later yeah it, it's I, I feel like this is either the best or the worst introduction to tuvlu because like if you're completely uninitiated and you heard this song it, it would be very tempting, myself included, I think, to say, like, oh, she's just using it as a gimmick. She's just trying to, like, get listens. She's trying to, to start controversy yeah. by doing it. But I, I don't get that feeling having listened to her music for a while yeah. and having seen what I've seen. Yeah, I never thought... I didn't... I'm glad I didn't view it that way because that might have tainted my thought of it more. I At first, I kind of thought... Because there's a lot of people with... a Especially nowadays, there's a lot of people with a very open personality yeah. who are like that. Like, not necessarily in the pop world, but like just right. in life that I've known. They're like, they're like, I don't, I hate to use this term, but it's like the most applicable one I can use is like one of the guys type thing where they're like, I don't care. I'll talk, like, I brought home a guy from a club the other day or I yeah. did whatever and I, I don't care to talk about it. It's like, they're engaged in the quote unquote locker room talk, whatever. And yeah. at first I thought it was just that, but later in the album, I, there's some things in there that I think she's intentionally trying to go against certain things to kind of like break down certain, some barriers, but th- there's one yeah. specific song later where I kind of caught onto that and it kind of made me take a double take at some yeah. of the earlier songs. Cool. Well, I, I, th- I think it's, it's, I, I'm glad that you were, as open. I figured you would be, you're a pretty open guy when it comes to music. I, I was a little bit skeptical and worried that <laughs> you would just hate this album, but uh, it seems at least w- with the, the discussion we've had so far, that that's not the case. Um, before we move on though, I, I want to talk about the music because the music, as you mentioned, it's, it's, it's fun to listen to the music apart from the, the lyrics mm-hmm. itself. And there's some like descending dripping, like synth boop, yeah, that kind of makes the song feel like it's melting a mm-hmm. bit, which I, I really enjoy. I don't. There's a lot of like cool, like samples and layering, and and a lot of like, I don't know. There, there's some cool synthy dancey stuff that I just it's fun to listen to. Yeah, and I mean, there's parts in the song where she talks about being high as fuck, and she's in a club yeah. dancing. So it leads me to believe, and I know, like, she, at one point, I believe the the line is, uh, "I'm not a chemist, but this is good shit," and it makes yeah. me think that. It's like some sort of like ecstasy trip. Like she's in the club. Not that yeah, I, for sure. I, I, so, I that is so, actually one thing I have no experience with, but that's what <laughs> I can imagine. It's like <laughs> right, yeah. So for some minor context, uh, she's released three short films over the past three years, I think ish. Um, she's done one for each of the the albums of Ladywood, and then she had one. Maybe she's done two for the first half of Ladywood. I don't remember, but there there are three of them at least that I'm aware of. Um, the last one for Ladywood, which is the 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 prior album, uh, was if I remember correctly, her and like some like roller dance club kind of thing, and and having a girlfriend there and and just kind of like having fun. So I think that ends where this album begins. So it's yeah. it it makes sense that it's starting in a club. I mean, the song's called Disco Tits. She talks about being the queen of the discotheque which is, you know, a fancy European word for, for <laughs> uh, so that's, that's not a stretch at all. 
Man, I can't believe we just talked for like 12 minutes on a song called Disco Tits. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I feel like a lot of that was just getting context for the album. That's true. So it, it's, it should be smoother sailing from here, but I don't know. You don't know. She don't know. But she but knows. She knows. <laughs> <laughs> the third track is called She Don't Know What She Knows. No all one word. Yeah, I guess it's not all one word, but no spaces <laughs> is, is the thing. I This is... This is hard for me because this is probably my least favorite track on the album. And this is what made me worry mm-hmm. uh, a bit because it starts with Disco Tits, which if you don't like that song, like that's it's okay. Like it's an abrasive song, I yeah. think, to a, to a lot of people. And then you come into the next song and it's just it's kind of generic to me. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is a bad start to an album. It's going to it's going to like it's not going to accurately describe the album. Or maybe it will accurately describe it, but it, it'll it'll put a bad taste in your mouth. I I don't want to say I like this song more than the previous than Disco yeah. Tits, but it's it's more generic, like generally up my alley, I guess, right. than that song is. But yeah, like you said, fair. there's not a ton innovative happening. Like yeah. like you said, the, the music at some point sounds like it's melting. In the previous song. And that's interesting because she's also talking about going to a club where she's high as fuck. Probably everything's just probably everything probably is melting. It's just, yeah. fucking. <laughs> but then this one is, I mean, the lyrical content on this one has a bit more of the tension that I tend to gravitate towards than right. the previous song. But like, I don't know this song. It, it's not a bop like the other one is. It's not agreed. It, I mean, there, there's some cool stuff. I, I don't want to sell this song short. It's a good song. It's, it's fine by itself, but uh, as it relates to all of the other songs on this album, I think this is probably my least favorite. It, it seems the least adventurous yeah. uh, musically at least. Yeah. And I mean, like, I don't know it. I think it starts kind of the theme. It's, it's, the f- one that kind of introduced me to later themes in the albums, because the first time I listened to Disco Tits, I didn't get any of the background stuff that's right. supposed to be happening. Like the fact that, okay, maybe it's not such, maybe she's not actually having a great time and she's just <laughs> out there. Like she's going through all this shit, like whatever. And then this song came on and I was like, okay, so she's like in a love triangle which at first she doesn't know, then she finds out and she's apathetic to it, which gives some, it talks to her character, but then it talks even more to the girlfriend of the guy that she's getting with, who just tries to kind of ignore the fact that it's happening. (laughs) Yeah. And she's kind of of taking the role of this, this home wrecker unintentionally Mm -hmm. at first, but she, she figures it out and she's like, yeah, like your, your girlfriend knows, but, that's what the song title is referring. She she know she don't know, but she knows. Like she she doesn't yeah. she doesn't admit that her boyfriend's cheating on her with with two of Lou's character, but she knows it's happening, and she she chooses to to deny it and keep her happy relationship in intact. Yeah, which I mean, if you're talking, and this is probably reading too much into it, but fuck it, I'm gonna go there. Like, do it. If uh, I don't know if you're talking about Tuvlu trying to break norms and trying. Not, I mean, I, trying to makes it sound like she's not doing it. Like, <laughs> if she's yeah. like with her music, what her, the point she's trying to get across is kind of, I don't know. It seems to like fly in the face of stuff. It's typically like, at least in the past, not so, so much now, but like the typical stereotype is like the guy cheats and like girls 
accept it in some cases, right. or they 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 have that reaction. And she's on the flip side where she, I mean, granted she doesn't have the stake in it like the girlfriend does, where they're in a relationship. But she's on the flip side where she's like, I mean, I'm just in it to have fun. Like I'm, he like I'm just with him. I didn't. I don't. I'm not affected by the fact that he has a girlfriend. <laughs> like I, that doesn't yeah. matter to me. I'll still do this because I'm. She's her own person and she's got her own shit that she's dealing with but it's kind of like two sides of the same coin Absolutely. where it's like one is trying to deny the existence and one is trying to be like it literally doesn't matter <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's just it's just fun yeah I'm, I'm getting fucked i'm i'm high you know and i'm just just living my life in the moment yeah which is is the theme for if you haven't picked up by now i guess we're only two tracks on i shouldn't shame you if you haven't picked up but the theme of the first like half of this album is kind of that way yeah well, you know. Oh wait. Okay. You know what? I, I fucked it up. I was just gonna. I was gonna make a little pun about shivering gold about something. I mean, you still can. We you're, can cut this out. You're out. <laughs> <laughs> the magic of editing. Um. Um. Quickly. Think, quick, think quickly. Think quickly. Um. You know. I, I got nothing if, for you. You know, if I ever tried to pull that shit on the woman that I love, I would be out shivering in the cold. Shivering in the cold. Shivering, shit. Shivering in the, <laughs> shivering. <laughs> the next, I'm not cutting any of that out. <laughs> the next track is called "Shivering Gold." Yep, that it is. And before we even get into it, like, this is probably the song where I started, because initially I was kind of just generally confused about this album, and I, I yeah. was just like, "What?" This song, I started to get into it simply because of the chorus Mm -hmm. there's kind of this awesome like wavy whooshing synth going on in the background and it's just it's just something nice to listen to it is it's very it's very like fun it's i don't want to say it's like 80s but like yeah yeah there's some kind of like whiny like whiny is definitely not the word for it (laughs) but like yeah the the synths in it are super dank in in the the chorus i really like it i like her vocals and mm-hmm. this is one of those reasons that I gravitate towards Tuvalu is that her vocal melodies are just fantastic. I, I, I'm really drawn to her voice and her vocal yeah. melodies. She has a lot of really strong ones. This one, this song specifically isn't like the most catchy, but I, I definitely sing along to it. Yeah. Like at least in the chorus, I, yeah. I sing along to a lot of, a lot of her songs, <laughs> maybe more than I should feel proud admitting, but like, Hey, I don't man, know. feel proud about it all. You I like, do. I'm, I'm not ashamed. If I was good. ashamed of it, I wouldn't have re- recommended this album to you. But. There is there's no place for guilty pleasures in this lifetime. <laughs> I agree 100%. <laughs> I'm not guilty about any of the music I listen to. It's funny that you said something about the lyrical melodies, because I also really like them. And I think this, maybe not the best, like, I'm not going to sit here and on the fourth track be like, it's the best on the album, but they're really, <laughs> they're really, really good. And yeah. I I don't consider them catchy in the sense that I think they would really get stuck in my head and I would feel right. the need to sing them like an earworm or something. But like, yeah. it was just like, I was listening to it and I was like, okay, yeah, I can definitely get That's down to That's the this. thing. Like, on this album specifically, well, I don't, I don't think that's fair for the whole album, but a lot of songs on this album, I think the melodies themselves are catchier than the melodies with the lyrics. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I'll just have the melody stuck on my head, not necessarily what she's singing. Yeah. Maybe that, maybe that comes with the fact that I don't really pay attention to lyrics as much. 
when I'm just generally listening to music, but several times this past week, I've just had melodies stuck in my head and lyrics for one song in particular that always gets stuck in my head, but I'll, I'll get there by the end of this album and, and you'll, you'll figure it out. Do you want to play the guessing game? There are two tracks specifically on this album that I'm just 100% in love with. You know what? I will play the, I will play the guessing game. Cool. Do you have any initial guesses before do we you get me there? To, or are you just going to say it when, to get... when we go to the track? You know what? I'll say it when we get to the track. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll leave that. I don't, not that I'm really spoiling anything. It's not like this track, this album doesn't have like, oh, you <laughs> track, track list. list for Blue Lips. Or, or the people <laughs> theoretically would be listening to this album with us over the past week. Yeah, we we know that's not happening. Well, and, don't, don't and tell them that. Don't let them know that we know they're not listening, okay? <laughs> yeah. Because then if they I'm hear saying, it, they'll throw it in our face. <laughs> but, I'll, I don't know. I just foresee... A lot of the views for these first 20 episodes coming from whenever we're 150 episodes in and we finally yeah. start getting some people who are like, oh, you know what? I'll go through this backlog. And then, yeah. then they find this and they're like, that's me. I'm that guy. <laughs> that's me. Or, or that listening. or that girl. Who's that it's girl? True. It's or you. that gender neutral person. I was just saying that because I was watching New Girl a while ago and that's in the, the little jingles like, who's that girl? It's Jess. And it gets stuck in my head. Oh, <laughs> I've, I've literally never heard <laughs> the, the, that or the show. Anyways, before we move on from this track, Shiver and Gold, uh, lyrically, it's very similar to Disco Tits. Yeah. It's kind of just about doing drugs and, and getting fucked. But <laughs> there's a little more. A theme. There's a little more of the cracks showing because this yeah. one starts to get into the fact that maybe she's not doing it simply ha- for having a good time, she's doing it to kind of fill a void. Right, and the, it, it starts to bring in kind of themes that come in throughout the rest of the album. Yeah, and, and I think to kind of match that at the end of the song, there's like this this low synth rumble that kind of feels like a, there was like an explosion or something that, that's kind of like fading out, kind mm-hmm. of symbolizing maybe that something is broken. And something is brewing. Well, I'm not going to ask, and I don't want you to tell me. So just. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Okay. Yeah, I won't ask and I won't tell you. But, yeah. uh, because the next song is called Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Nailed so, it. we can. <laughs> yeah. In, in fact, we should just move on to the next track. Yep. Okay. Track number six. <laughs> <laughs> don't but, Ask, Don't Tell. It's, I don't know. I, this song, it's very minimal. It's kind of back to, I, I think this song did minimal right whereas she don't know but she knows kind of had that yeah. same similar vibe but didn't do it as well i like don't ask don't tell more i agree this is one of the two songs that i mentioned oh shit I, just, I fucking love this song and i, I love singing this song uh for no uh, no reason other than a it's minimal and it's chill but yeah. like because it's minimal it allows her vocal melodies to just kind of take the 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 stage and it, it's just it's fantastic I yeah this is kind of the more of the sound that i was expecting mm-hmm. whenever like i started listening to the album and right but i really like this song too i like because i can kind of i can get down more with the lyrics i can get more i don't know just this i like the minimal sound it's more what i'm used to i guess so it's kind of this was kind of a turning point like sh- from shivering gold kind of like the more it's come 
come down. I've kind of liked the album more yeah. since then. At least on my first listen. Yeah, the, the song is almost like ballad it's, it's like piano-driven, and her vocals are pretty clean. Like In a lot of the other tracks, she has some like filtering mm-hmm. on her vocals, and, and she has a lot of cool effects in a lot of the songs. But this song and, and, and a couple other songs, they're just clean vocals. And I don't know. I, I enjoy it because it, it gives it kind of a rough or rawness. To yeah. It. I like it because it actually has a message I can vibe to. And that is uh, not eat, like if you get into a relationship with somebody and not worrying about their past, not creating some sort of conditional love based on what. Right actions who, who they, they were yeah it kind of seems like people talk about like oh this person's made these mistakes in their past and it's like no they they made those decisions in their past because they didn't they couldn't have a crystal ball and be like okay well two years yeah. down the line i'm gonna <laughs> be in a relationship with this person and oh this might they're actually hate me for yeah, it they're gonna yeah. hate me for it it's like no people just kind of live their lives and then they end up finding right. somebody and it's like okay well, we're together now, and we love each other. They're not this yeah. bullshit conditional like, oh nope, you, your number's yeah, too high. Years ago, yeah, you fucked five guys in a week, yeah. and now, now I'm not down with that. <laughs> now I'm mad. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know you yet, but <laughs> I'm fucking mad about it. Yeah, it's, but yeah, uh, I, th- I think it's it's a good uh, logical step. I think from Tulu, who earlier on this album and all of the previous songs was like. Just a party girl, you know. This is kind mm-hmm. of the, the logical. The next step is when she is trying to get into a relationship with someone. Perhaps she's like, "Don't don't worry about what I've done. I'm not going to worry about what you, what you've done. Let's just be be what we are now and have fun and and kind of get the get the most out of this relationship." Yeah. Well, there we go. That's a nice little wholesome song. Yeah, kind of. I kind mean, of. On, on the other end, you could also argue that she's like she she doesn't want the person to find out that she just goes out and, and fucks a random guy every other night because she's trying to fill that void that you mentioned and she's that's, just sleeping around. You know, that's very true. Because on the flip side of that, there also is, like, not necessarily saying, like, oh, you had sex with too many guys, like, I'm not going to be in a right. relationship. Like, that's still not cool behavior. But Agreed. there does come to a certain point, like, where you've just done so much crazy shit that it's yeah, kind of it, like it's more of the recent history right that yeah. matters like oh yeah. like just just last night you were with another guy and now you're telling me that you're in love with me like, yeah it's like that makes you seem like it's not true yeah. <laughs> <laughs> indeed it makes you seem like uh you're a total stranger oh which is the next track stranger track six the next track. <laughs> this isn't it, i'm gonna make my guess since i didn't get that last one right this isn't one of the other tracks this isn't the other Track that, that is one hundred percent correct. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, I do like the song though. It's got some like strong piano chords, and there's like a cool guitar lick that kind of comes in with it. And I don't know, there, there's there's a lot of a lot of funk going on. There is the, the guitars in the back. This one, this one, like I'm not gonna say it's an earworm, but it's. I think it has like a little catchy chorus going on, mainly yeah. because of the guitar. I think, right. and just. I don't know. It seems kind of like rocky at some points instead of like yeah. rock instead of pop, I guess. Yeah. But, and there, there's one spot specifically that I, I thought was cool in the first verse. She says, uh, fading out mm-hmm. and the guitars cut when she says that. And then in that same verse towards the end, she says fading in and the guitars come back when she says that. It was just so fun, nice. fun little musical 
doodles that, that, that I enjoy. That's so nice. I love it whenever it does that. I wish I had more examples. I wasn't prepared for that. But, yeah, uh, no, I mean, it was just something I noticed. That, that's, that's what I was talking about. Like, I because I haven't listened to lyrics, well, I mean, obviously I've listened to them. She's very, very poppy vocals. Obviously I've heard a lot of the words on the album. Yeah. Just because from sheer exposure. But uh, things like that I would not have noticed unless I was like actually focusing on the lyrics. Yeah. But thought it was cool. A lot of the a lot of the vocal melodies in general in the song I enjoy. Like you said, it, it's pretty catchy. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's good, good, good song. Kind of a turning point in her character, in my opinion. Yeah. If if there was to be one, because now she's she's talking about having random one night stands with strangers, but also kind of hints more openly about maybe the, the true motive for it yeah. is that she's fucking lonely and that she's yeah. just trying to like fill that void, fill the loneliness in her by latching onto people. It's just a bandaid on top of her gaping hole in her heart. Indeed. And, uh, man, she just doesn't have time for the rest of these bitches. Cause she's got to deal with her <laughs> own stuff. Indeed. Indeed. And I think that's the first time I've actually used the word bitches in bitches in like a long time, really. Like, uh, like on, on the podcast or just in life? Just in general. Like I, as bitches. I was saying it, I was like, this doesn't sound like it. This doesn't bitches. feel like a you shape. Say it a few times to, to make your mouth feel normal saying bitches, it. Bitches, 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 bitches. <laughs> but yeah, like that's not a, that's not a shape that my mouth is used to making. It's very weird. I feel like I say it probably more than I should. But well, I also curse in general more than I should. Yeah, I, I think. See, I think it's because I have a daughter, and I think yeah. just subconsciously, like, I don't, I don't cuss as much as I used to. Which I'm a grown up now. I, I'm not <laughs> supposed to cuss, anyways. But I think, like, yeah, in that. general, what, like curses that have negative connotations toward women just don't come out as much. That's even true. though sometimes I feel like saying them. <laughs> but I, yeah. Side note: before we talk about track seven, which is called "Bitches." Um, to to blue on this album, I think I saw used the word fuck like forty times <laughs> compared to her previous albums where she's kind of shied away with. It. So this is kind of like growth in that mm-hmm. direction of like kind of breaking those taboos or or trying to normalize some of those things. Just as a side note, thought it was fun yeah. trivia. This song, fun trivia about my listening experience. Yeah, is where I started to think that maybe she was intentionally trying to like spit in the face of certain norms. Because... Yeah. The song is very like abrasive to, yeah. to what you would expect in pop songs. At and, least. and well, cause it starts off and it's, it's got like a hip hop sound. Like, yeah, it's rap. very like aggressive Not... sense. And, and the beat is just pretty, pretty, pretty dank. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. Yeah. It is kind of like rappy. I don't know. Yeah. Because it's not all the way, it's still her sound, but it's just if she decided to make a rap song, which kind of is what she's going for, I think, because yeah. it seems like she's, I mean, she's obviously, if, if once you listen to the song, it's going to be pretty obvious that she likes both men and women. Indeed. Because she, she's very openly bisexual. Yeah. The song is about having sex with women, which is something that tons of and tons and tons of rappers write graphic songs about all the time. Right. And no, every, like, I mean, 
people say shit about it, but it's re- it's just the norm. But right. it's like this song, to me at least, I- I'm guessing this is what she was going for, is like her being like, well, I'm going to write a fucking song about it. Because that's, yeah. that's All something... All these men can talk about fucking women, why can't I? Yeah, that's, that's something that I also do. So I'm going to write a song about it, and if you don't feel right about it, then fuck you, because I'm, I'm just <laughs> doing what they're doing. Yeah, if, if, if you don't like it, then you're a bitch, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Bitches, you don't trust them. And see, that kind of that kind of was the downfall for this song, though. I like, I like what she's doing with this song, but like, yeah. just musically, like, that song doesn't appear, like, this, it doesn't really, like, it's not my jam anyways. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) it's hard to relate to, but, like, I don't know, I I agree, I feel like this one was maybe out of order on the album, because, like, like you said, it started to show a bit that she's kind of lonely and trying to to fuck people just to kind of get it, but the song is just, like, it's straight up, like, disco tits, Yeah, she's just kind of, like, talking about having fun and and having sex. Um, Fun fact, I know you said you didn't watch any music videos, uh, this music video is kind of funny. It's it shows like a guy and his girlfriend go to some clinic to teach the guy how to eat his girlfriend out. And <laughs> it's actually a remix, technically, I guess is what they call it. But uh, they split up the verses between Tuvlu and four other artists, being uh, Alma, Charlie XCX, Elephant, and Iconopop. Iconopop. Um, but yeah, it's kind of some big like female collab track that's just kind of a funny. Uh, music video worth a watch if you're if you're into the song but well, you know what? i'm gonna give it a watch <laughs> if i, I would else. recommend looking at a lot of her music videos to be honest but well you know what i will i think i will jeremy or at least watch those short films and i mean those are kind of cool i yeah. actually i'm actually gonna do it because you know i i feel bad because i still haven't listened to that first lord album so <laughs> <laughs> i'm not i'm not worried about it you'll listen to it at some point maybe <laughs> i'm gonna listen to it no, I was yeah. It's sometime, sometime soon. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. But yeah, I would recommend waiting until it was like pitch black out to do yeah. it because it's kind of a darker album. Well, you know what? If I want to do that, I'll just listen to track number seven, eight, eight, eight. Track <laughs> number eight on this album, pitch black. Or, or yes. sorry, sorry, pitch black. <laughs> yeah, it's all in cats. Every track on this album is in lowercase except for the the intros to the different sections. So Light Beams is all in caps, which was the first track. This track is Pitch Black, all in caps, because this this delineates the, the last section of the album. And uh, it's it's kind of a fun, warped, slow, groggy feel mm-hmm. of a song to it. Uh, but yeah, it's another interlude. It's short. It's just kind of trying to, to ease you into the next half, the next segment. Man, I wish the song was longer. I really like this song. <laughs> like, yeah, it's pretty cool. I could just listen to this song like on repeat for a little while because I mean it's like a minute long, so I could just listen right. to it a few times. But I really, I, I dig it. I dig the kind of slowed down. I, I think I might just be a slow person sometimes. <laughs> like when the music's slower, you can follow it better. Yeah, because there's so many times like. For all you people out there who are really just interested in behind the scenes of our show, Jer- <laughs> Jeremy has to edit out pauses whenever I talk because there's certain times where I'm just like, um. I've been leaving a um, lot in. Oh, like, have you? Okay. I, well, I don't then, know if it's just me being apathetic and, and not really caring or if I'm just like 
weaning it, or if you've been better. Well, maybe, but there's there's just times where I start talking and I don't I don't really know where I'm going, and then I kind of <laughs> just like get lost. I stop paying attention to what I'm saying, and I focus on something else, and yeah. then I snap back to it, and I'm like, oh. Or there's just times where I really just literally cannot remember what a word is. But. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that uh, in, in the Melanie Martinez. I was I added that this past week to, to date this episode. Where we're like, <laughs> there's a two week lag, so I just edited that episode. We were talking about how you 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 were you frequently forget the words for common objects like door. Yep, and then I just say like, <laughs> yeah, the thing that that the thing that thing the thing, and it's just like what. Have to, and then my sentences just end up like, yeah, I open, I opened the thing, and you know, I did the thing because right. I had to go, I had to go, I had to go over there to the that that thing. It's that like, is almost verbatim what you said in that episode. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I forget what I say, and I re-say it all the time. <laughs> yeah, every episode is the same episode, and Joey doesn't realize it. Oh my it's like god! Like first dates or Groundhog Day, we're just reliving yeah. the same. No, wait, Groundhog Day, it would be the exact same album every time, though. That's so. true. Anyways. <laughs> the next track on the album <laughs> is called Romantics, and it kicks off the, the last half of the album, which, in my opinion, is much greater than the first half. I like the second half ten times better than the first half of this album. I got a secret for you, Jeremy. Well, I, don't make it a secret anymore. Tell, tell all of these eager listeners that want to know. I also like the second half more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that doesn't surprise me. And I'm glad that you made it to the second half to have the, the discovery because, uh, I don't know, the, the second half of this album is much more what I listened to Two Blue for. Mm-hmm. First half's okay, but I really like the last half of this album. So I'm guessing Romantics is not... I wouldn't have pegged Romantics as the other song that you sing along to because this one is... It's got it's trap as fuck, yo. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it is not the, the other top tier Tuvalu song on this album, in my opinion, but it's it's cool. Uh, fun fun fact about myself: uh, this song features uh, a guy named Daye Jack, uh, who I saw open for K Flay in a very small venue in Indianapolis in 2017, and then this album came out uh, at the end of that year. So well, I got to go. see him before he was on this album. And this album came out. I was like, hey, I know that guy, and now I'm I'm bragging about it. And you're a internet. hipster. And I'm a hipster. But it is a good song, though. Like, I like it now, but had I heard this song when I was, like, 19, I would have, I would have like, legit jammed to this song. Like, I, yeah. it would have been <laughs> on a playlist. Yeah, it's, it's very hip-hoppy. Die Jack is a rapper, so it makes sense that the track's a bit more hip-hoppy, even more so than Bitches, I think. Yeah. Um, at least as far as, like, standard hip-hop. Bitches definitely had, like, that big, like, booming kind of hip-hop feel to it. Yeah. And but the bass, dude. Cool. The bass on Bitches. It was yeah. pretty, pretty, pretty nice, pretty, yeah. pretty there's dirty. Yeah, there's a lot of cool music stuff going on in Bitches. Yeah. But we're past that point, Joey. You missed the train to talk about that. Man, we're I talking about my, romantics. I missed my chance to talk about Bitches. Rats. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't happen often. But, uh, yeah, the, the bass comes in with the vocals. The first verse is, is Dahlia Jack rapping. I think he's decent at rapping, and I really like the way that his voice complements uh, Tubes in the chorus. Yeah. They sing it together, and and he has some like background stuff going on. But I, I really enjoy kind of the the melding of their voices. I agree. I like his little uh, ad lib at the end where he's talking about like, "Oh man, this this auto tune's crazy," or whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever he says right there. Yeah, he says auto tune's pretty fun. Or yeah, something like that. 
but yeah, so lyrically, this one I I felt a little bit just dis- dissociated from, mm-hmm. or or each verse seemed a, a bit different. So Daye's verse, along with the chorus, seems to be about wanting to be in a relationship with someone for life. You know, capturing those butterfly feelings of first meeting someone when you when you click mm-hmm. with them, and and you hold on to that feeling forever but then to to i keep saying tove because it's it's my american brain her <laughs> the, the woman of this album's verse uh seems to be more about comforting someone yeah. maybe even die so i i think this might have been uh a bit more meta where he she's just trying to like talk talk to new upcoming people saying not to worry about what people are saying and just kind of live and love who and how you want kind yeah. of a deal but this could also be for for the first song on the second half of this album. It could be that she's gotten into a relationship that she wants to make serious, but she's also kind of leaning back on what she knows, which in the first half of the album is just living wild and free. So she she's she wants it more, but she she has this background of kind of not really caring what everyone else is saying and just kind of like living and, and fucking whoever she wants. And and I think there's kind of like maybe some of that is seeping into the, the second half of this album here. Yeah. I think the main kind of thing that I picked up on this one is something that's carried through to other songs on this half of the album. And that is like you said, the, the big feelings of the beginning of a relationship or just, just the passion, the big, yeah, huge emotions that come with certain specific parts of relationships. And right. It seemed like I don't know. There were parts of me that thought that Tuvlu's verse or just the, her parts were about seeing a relationship through. I don't know. Like, there's been so many times in my life where, like, there's people in my life who are only there. Because you constantly hang out in an altered state. Like, right. you're like, oh, these are my drinking buddies. These are my smoking buddies. These are my whatever. Or like, it, except this, it happens in relationships as well. Like, you you get with somebody and you're like, oh, yeah, we're having a great time. This is awesome. And then then there's no beer. There's no weed. There's no whatever. <laughs> yeah, and you're it's like, just the person. Yeah, and you're like, oh, we have to like talk now. And we have to yeah. like, it kind of, I got that vibe from it where it's like, she's experiencing that kind of the reality of meeting somebody who she wants to be involved with at like a club at wherever and you're out having the fun and then you kind of try to get to the reality of that relationship that you've started and you're like "Ah, this isn't this isn't what i was feeling then (laughs) yeah and that's it's there's that's kind of a theme that I've picked up on. Maybe I was reading too far into it, but she talks about getting high a lot on this album, and then she talks about kind of the big feelings of being in fresh love or mm-hmm. or having the highs of a relationship. And I think that there's there's maybe some sort of double meaning there, where yeah. when she's talking about being high, she's just, she's not necessarily being drug induced. She certainly does refer to that a lot, but maybe mm-hmm. it's also an additional like meaning for just being in that state of bliss from falling in love with someone yeah, and kind of living that life. I think that as well. That seems to be her drug of choice. Indeed it does. And, and that lines up with who she is as a person. I think, I think a lot of this, this album is very intimately describing her own personal life 
Yeah. Uh, and, and so this is kind of like a growing thing for her, I think, is to, to put it to paper and say, like, this is who I've been. And I may or may not want to continue to be that person, but uh, th- this is just how I'm feeling at the yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah. She kind of goes in cycles. She does. And then she just gets herself stuck in these cycles where she keeps talk- doing the same same old thing over and over same again. Old, like, same old, Like some sort of cycle. And then, you know, she just <laughs> does it again. And then, oh man, there's another cycle. Yep. And Can we then, say the word cycle anymore? Then one more maybe, time. Maybe we should recycle the... Yeah. Cycle, and then I'll ride about. off into the sunset on my bicycle. Yeah. And Have we said it ten times? Surely we've said it ten, ten times by now. And then it's a deca cycle. Yeah, so deca cycle is a thing. A ten Man. If I, maybe if I would have had more energy or something when I said that, it could have actually been <laughs> something enjoyable to listen to. But I'm over here like, eh, it's a deck of cycles. So just, just kind of, kind of mumble off into the... You know, you know. Track 10. Cycles. cycles. Oh, shit. <laughs> 10 times. It's the 10th song. <laughs> ten, 10 cycles. 10 is the track number. Cycles is the track title. <laughs> Don't know how you want to spell it out any more than that. <laughs> probably didn't want to spell it out at all. She probably just wanted us to move on. But we lingered, as yep. we do. Oh, God. Oh, God. But this song, it's got a nice, nice wompy-ass synth that comes in. Yeah. It's just, like, womping yeah. all over the place. Yeah, it womps. It's, that's like the it. only way I could think of how yeah, to describe I put, it. I put wah-y, like, wah-y. like using a wah pedal for yep. a guitar or something, but... Made it in an yeah, I guess there's no p in it. It's just wah. Wah. But, but wah. it's just... <laughs> it just sounded wompy. But, yeah. But I like it. I like the music I like the music on the second half. Not that I don't like the music on the first half, but I feel like the music on the second half caters more to my needs as a yeah. listener than the first half. I agree. There, there's some cool, like, spooling up sound effects that kind of, like, rise and fall. And this mm-hmm. one, I mean, the this, this track's called Cycles. She's talking about being stuck in a cycle. So I thought that was a nice touch, just hearing something kind of rise and fall and rise and fall mm-hmm. uh, to go along with the theme of it. And it seems like there's a lot of layers in this track specifically. Yeah. And it still it still manages not to sound too busy, in my opinion. And, and I'm, I still pick things out of it, like, oh, I didn't notice that, or I didn't notice this every time I listen to the song. I had a point in this song where uh, whenever I was writing my notes, I just wrote out my like full thought process yeah. because I, st- <laughs> I well I started to write something about like there's parts of it that sound too poppy to me, and then I mm-hmm. thought about it even more, and I was like, why though? Because there's other songs that I listen to that have this amount of production on it, that have this right. amount of polish, and like I don't know, like it, I don't know if it's a if it's it's because voice. you're breaking, you're breaking through the ceiling here. Yeah, you're, like you're, you're opening your mind, you're shattering this the stigma of pop. <laughs> what yeah, it means. I I still have work to do because my my end goal is to be able to fully, maybe not necessarily even enjoy, but to fully like accept all forms of music and not. I want to try right. to go into it without without with as Having few a biases. Negative idea. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, I, I still agree. have some work to do, but I yeah no I, I think I think everyone will always have some work to do in that regards, and that's yeah. why I, I enjoy doing this podcast. Like I feel I have a lot of negative 
predispositions for a lot of music that you like and you probably have the same about a lot of music that i like so i think this is kind of a, a good a good way for us to work through that together yes and it's i fun. agree it is even we... though you totally trashed that album last <laughs> week but that's Look, i just i don't hate the album i just hate the drums on it <laughs> i just hate half of the people I in the band half of the people in the, i don't hate the person <laughs> yeah, probably a cool dude true. I just don't like his performance on that album. <laughs> he is a cool dude, but we're not talking about Hella. And I got. We're talking talk about cycles. About, we're talking about cycles. I like if, this. If if you hadn't heard, the song is called Cycles. <laughs> we'll start it over. We're stuck in a cycle. Oh my uh, god, meta. <laughs> but yeah, what, there's a, a there's what sounds like a speaking spell in the mm-hmm. song at, at the bridge, and I can't really make out what it's spelling. I thought it was kind of a weird uh, sound bite to have. Yeah, it's. Uh, song, I don't know. No, no, no you go. No. no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. We're say, recording these separately, so you can just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, I'm not going to. It's going to come out as a jumbled mess. I don't put that effort into editing anymore. I'm over it. Good. Nobody's listening, so Good. why should I care? Continuing the trend of being more aware of her love or relational habits uh, on this album, the song is her kind of realizing that, that she's been stuck in the cycle of falling head over heels for someone and moving into it too quickly and, and just kind of focusing on those highs and not focusing on the reality of it. And she wants to do it differently, mm-hmm. but she doesn't really know how. Yeah. Well, she might uh, figure it out sometime. It seems <laughs> like that, that might be a struggle to do so, though. It is. Before we move on, I, I did quote some lyrics. Goddamn, on, on cycles. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. We, you can do it again. We'll just 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 hold it for like ten seconds. I just want to call out these lyrics that do I it. thought. I don't. It, it was kind of like real, and and like affected me. Oh, it didn't really like affect me in a way, but it, it seemed like I'm just gonna read. It. it says, "You're afraid. The way I love you now and my love in the past are the same, and the things that I say are exactly what I used to tell them, and that really hurts me. But I know." So like she, that's it's just proving that she's like, she's aware of what she's been doing, and and it hurts her to know that she's just been like, kind of repeating the same shit to every guy she's been with, just to like, yeah. to get what she wants out of it, and and it hurts her, and she's trying to be better now. But I thought that was that was a very real thing to say. That is, and it very it sheds a lot of light to the reality of, I guess, addiction. Mm-hmm. that she seems to paint like the addiction to because i mean it is it's essentially a drug addiction it's just your mind is producing the drug and yes yeah, it she's she's addicted to highs whether that's from drugs or if it's from love you know i mean that's her first album like her biggest fucking hit habits was talking about you know someone being gone and she has to stay high all the time like that's that's who she is or who she was at the very least, and and she's acknowledging that and saying that it, it hurts her that she'd been that way. It's definitely an easy pattern to fall into. Agreed. It's a very, very tough thing that I think a lot of people have to struggle with. The struggle is real. The struggle is real. That's the 11th track. Not the struggle is real, just struggle. Yeah, but the struggle but, is real is a line in that song. So Yeah, it, the title could have been the struggle is real, Yeah, but she, she simplified. It's just struggle. Yeah, it's, uh, I really like the vocoder, like, yeah. that she's got going on in this, like, it, it gives me a Daft Punk vibe almost. Yep. I actually noted that, I think it was on a different track that I noted, that maybe, maybe it was this one. 
Uh, let me skim through it. Yeah, no, I don't think it was on this track. There was another track that she she does something similar mm-hmm. um, that I noted probably later in the album. But yeah, it, there, there's some like some fun video gamey synths kind of thing, kind of lo-fi and fuzzy at the beginning. Um, and yeah, oh, this is the track. I said it's modulated vocals, kind of like uh, Daft Punk in the there background with some some big '80s synth beat and samples and stuff. I, I just can't read my notes. I don't know why I write notes. I can't read. Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> Who needs reading anyways? Like you got audiobooks, you got all these all these people telling you things. You can just listen to things on headphones. You're listening to us right now. What would you do? Read this? Is, I mean, you we, st- we can maybe do a transcript, but Yeah, but who would read that? I wouldn't read that. <laughs> I sure wouldn't. I'd hate to write it too, because we're, <laughs> we're all over the place. But yeah, oh. there's there's a lot of layers in this track specifically, and there's a lot of instrumentation that I never picked up on until I was actually writing my notes for this track. I was just mm-hmm. like, wow, there's, there's so many like cool music and, and instrumentation and, and samples and effects and stuff in it that, that, that I never would have picked up on if I had just casually listened to it. What I can't figure out where my struggle is real is figuring out what exactly she's upset about. <laughs> yeah. So th- this it was a bit of a struggle to, to interpret. But what I got out of it is that the song's about being in a relationship and not really knowing how to talk to your partner about your concerns. She feels lonely and she's hurting, but she doesn't know what her partner's feeling and she doesn't want to like burden him. And she's just kind of, she's struggling to keep herself together yeah. because she does, she's never been in a real relationship, quote unquote, because she's been having these highs and she, she doesn't know how to inter- have that interaction in a healthy way without worrying about scaring him off. Man, it's like, I didn't know if she was upset with the fact that she didn't know how to cope in a relationship, I guess. Or if she was upset with herself for being upset about that, given how she's kind of had, in the first half of this album, like a not-give-a-fuck attitude right. about stuff. So it was just very confusing for me, because emotions are hard. They are. I, I don't <laughs> understand I think, that, them. I think maybe, I don't want to say it was intended and give her super Omega brain credit, <laughs> but, but I think that, like, I don't know, the song's called Struggle, it's about struggling, so yeah. it, it, it's, it's not unheard of to think that she wanted people to struggle with interpreting it but <laughs> I, I think that's that's reading too much into it personally i don't know she could be 200 iq i guess she could be like 5000 iq and just be just, just she, everything is, has so much more meaning than we know yeah i mean it probably does I, like I honestly i mean yeah it, there's I probably definitely I'm... some things that we're not picking up on but uh, i don't know 2000 iq know come anything. on joey let's be real <laughs> There's so many things that I don't know that I don't even know all the stuff that I don't know. Like, <laughs> well, do you crazy. know what happened on the 9th of October? Um, s- some pretty crazy shit, apparently, according <laughs> to this song. Like, some pretty big, long-lasting emotional scarring. Yeah, the track 12, 9th of October. It's got some, like, watery, echoey keys that I, that I enjoy. I really like the rhythm of her vocals and the rhythm of the keys in this one, because it's the, the chords are coming to like an offbeat at some point, like the third or fourth chord in, in the, the phrase is not where I expected it to be at the very least, which was kind of fun. Um, it's got a lot mm-hmm. of fun vocal melodies. I really like this track a lot. Um, 
It's got some like distorted vocals uh, underneath in the post-chorus section. But yeah, I don't know. There, there's it's a very melancholy feeling track, but it still builds and it still grows. And at one point, she sings that there, there's a refrain where she sings that she's waiting for her heart. That's very like powerful and heartfelt, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. And what like I don't know because this song seems to be more of she's in this actual relationship at this point, and right. it's it, it's a very big. She wants it to be long lasting. She really feels for this guy. I'm, I'm assuming it's a guy. I, th- I think it's a guy. Right. I think she mentioned that it was a guy in a few of the songs, but yeah, really... I, I believe it was, but yeah. that could just be bias. Yeah. Look at me out here being an asshole and I don't even know it, <laughs> but, uh, so she's so used to being, I guess, addicted to these huge emotional moments that mm-hmm. now she's in, she's in the thick of it in the part of the relationship that, it's not necessarily that part anymore and she doesn't know how to cope and she's trying to cope. And what hit me is at the end, I think it's near the end of the song. She talks about, she's the one that said the big words first. I'm guessing she told this guy that she loves him first. And yeah. So, so in my, my interpretation of it was she ruined a quote unquote perfect relationship to mm-hmm. her that was very un- unconventional. It talks about a lot of things that they were doing that wasn't really conventional, yeah. but uh, everything seemed to be perfect until she told her partner that, that she loved them. And then she never saw them again. Yeah. Cause she, she says in one of the verses, like our last kiss at the bus stop, had I known I would have jumped off. And yeah. I feel like what happened, at least in my mind is she was getting on, on this bus to go off on tour or whatever. She kisses this dude, this, this chick, this person, uh, tells them that like, Hey, I love you. And then she never heard from that person again. They just kind of stopped communicating. And she says at the end of like the last chorus, I think uh, she says the ninth of through all of the courses, she's talking about the ninth of October. I always remember whatever, but she, she, the last line of the last chorus, I think is ninth of October. can't think of it sober. Cause all of it fucking hurts. And it, it just, it hurts me. <laughs> Who hurt you? Who hurt you, Tuvalu? I don't know who it was. We're laughing, but, but this is this is pretty shitty for uh, yeah. her to overcome all of this bullshit about her own life. <laughs> and yeah, and then she's finally like, you know what? I think I think I can do this. We're past the giant nights in Paris and the hotel rooms where we are. S- just having a great time and not right. really experiencing the real little, I'm ready to take that leap into the boring part. Say, I love you. Oh, see ya forever. Yeah. yeah that would, the fucking hurt. Like she yeah. says, like, I, I haven't had that happen. I've never had big nights in Paris. I've never been to Paris. Me either. Uh, I don't have that celebrity lifestyle, <laughs> which she has, she mentioned, she talks about on, uh, the first part on, uh, Ladywood, she she's she kind of talks about her dealing with her celebrity and stuff, and I think kind of comes to at the the end of this album as well. Yeah. But we'll get to that when it, when it gets there. Track thirteen, bad days. This is the song. Segue. This is the other song, right? It's not. Like, oh, what? That that leaves only one other one. Oh uh, shit! I do really like bad days. I, I think this is one of the more musically interesting songs. I do too. On the album, it has like uh like some vocal licks. That, that are low and, and like spacey and watery and it's very like ambient and spacey in general until the chorus yeah. comes in yeah there's like this kind of 
I don't want to say chugging because that's not the right word at all, but like it's the beginning of the chorus sounds kind of like rock inspired. It's got this like yeah. very like stoppy, choppy little. Yeah, very very staccato yeah. guitars, and, and there's some like big synths and in the second half of it anyway, and it's 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 good. I like it a lot. I like there's it. A even lot. like some like wailing guitar that I noticed in the, the last chorus, just in the background. There's like some wailing guitar like going on. Man, you always gotta have that wailing guitar. It just ties <laughs> it all together. I didn't yeah. even notice it. Yeah, what I know. Fuck? That's what I'm saying. Like me putting notes for this album. I, I noticed so many different layers and instrumentation to a lot of these songs that I never would have. And I think it's, it's pretty fucking cool. Man, I listened to this song probably like six or seven times. How did I not hear that? What the fuck's well, happening? Now you're going to go back and listen to it. Maybe and you're going to be listening for it and maybe you'll hear it. I think it's the last chorus. Don't, don't at me if I'm wrong. Oh, I'll which definitely, you can, which you can do at FBL podcast. on yeah. Twitter. Boom, 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 <laughs> boom. Uh, but related, if only I had what? an actual Twitter that I could uh, add you. Yeah, well, <laughs> related to the prior songs uh, on this half of the album, this one is about f- failing to get over the relationship that she burned down in yeah. 9th of October. The, and it, like, like we kind of mentioned, she she found someone that she finally wanted to like settle down with, and she feels like she fucked it up by saying she loves you, and she... which you didn't, you didn't fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, you were but an it hurts her. And she she is struggling to get over it. Um, I I, th- I thought it was interesting. She said, "I still remember all the good times. If not, I'll recreate recreate them all." Meaning yeah. that like she she's trying to focus on all of the highs that she had with this person, mm-hmm. and if if she doesn't remember specifically what happened, she'll tell herself that it was a good time, and or or she'll like kind of fake her memory out and, and believe that some things were better than they were in my opinion that's what i got out of that line see what i got out of it is whenever she says recreate them all i th- i thought she meant she would fall back into her cycle and then recreate them with another person and i also had that consideration but i i, I don't know it felt kind of out of place for her to, to be relapsing kind of back that, into is, that that is true it seems like she's kind of she's kind of doing her thing she's even wondering how other people can get on with it. That seems to be a big point in this song is like, she's looking at other people saying like, how can you just move on? How can you yeah. get, go on to another relationship? How can you, how can you, how can you all do this when it's not just shallow relationships one after the other? Like, how can you bounce back from an actual one? Cause she's yeah. presumably, she, she doesn't have the perspective. Yeah. She, she's been in all of these quick relationships. And then the first time that she actually falls in love with someone, they break her heart and she's just like, wow, this is like so much harder than I could have possibly imagined it, it being. And it, it feels so much worse than I could have imagined it, it feeling. It feels bad, man. It does. But may, maybe you were on something and maybe she was kind of hinting at going back to her old way of life uh, and relapsing because in the last track, which is potentially my favorite two blue track of all of her albums. Holy shit. Uh, is hey you got drugs and i think my love for this track a was the reason i picked this album over sunshine kitty but b i think it could be heavily related to the music video and my mental state when i saw the music video and heard the song but i'll I'll get into that in, in a bit the song's a very like 
piano driven sad boy ballad kind of a thing it has a simple bass line the chorus kind of comes in big and loud but it also has these muted drums so there's kind of a nice contrast there um she has very powerful like forward vocals i think mm-hmm. in the chorus but in in the verses it's a bit more like chill and delicate but i don't know the the, the melodies are just fucking great i love singing this song <laughs> I, I will never not sing along to this song if it comes on or if i'm playing it like well, when, when shit, i put man. this album on i put it on to listen to this song at the end it's I, I don't oh know. damn it's one of those yeah it's there's something about That's... it that like i don't know it, it feels like painful acceptance as like a song mm-hmm. so so in my head canon for this album uh and this is kind of reinforced i think with the music video but she's realized that her love is gone and she's letting all of her pain and grief out here on, on this track. And she's just like, she, she, the song is called, Hey, you got drugs. She's trying to find drugs to kind of stabilize her for the night because she's just absolutely devastated. Um, she, she, one of the, the verses, I think she says 10 years of highs just for fun, not a height till I'm caught pain from the past, like a small piece of glass in my heart. You should this should be the time of my life. You fucking made it your deal. And I keep dancing away because it's all fun and games till it's real. And just the way she sings it, it, it feels so heartfelt to me. And then mm-hmm. she's like, look, I spent 10 years with this person or, or not with this person. I spent 10 years hopping from person to person just for, for some quick love. And that's, that's, that's not the reality of it. It's all fun yeah. and games until it's real. And she really feels that love and she gets burned and it's just fucking destroyed her. Um, the music video for this song is very like, I don't know. I think it definitely impacted how much I enjoy this song because it starts with some like weird clips of her at concerts having fun. Um, and then it cuts to a video of her walking behind a venue, like down an alley after a concert, you can see like tour buses and stuff. Uh, and she's just in complete silence. She's walking down. You can hear her footsteps and they're filming her. And she walks all the way down this alley in a pretty long, prolonged way. Uh, and she walks into her dressing room and she just has this breakdown and she's just in tears. And she starts to suspect that she's going to get together and then just goes another layer. And she just, she fucking breaks down completely. And the thing, and I think that sums up this album as well as like Ladywood as a whole, where it shows her happy and energetic on the stage at the beginning, enjoying the rush and the high of performing and then kind of a long walk back to reality, giving her enough time to linger in the silence and her thoughts. And then she finally gets back there to reality, which could be a metaphor of her dressing room here. And it's all kind of sunk in and she just realizes how much pain she's actually in. That was long winded. I apologize, but I, I don't know. The song impacted me. And I think it, it could have, I think it was part because the music video and part because of where I was, like when I saw that music video mentally. Where were you mentally? Because I don't know. Probably not a good spot. Probably not a good spot. <laughs> it just, I don't know. It, 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 it clicked with me. It resonated and it was just like, I don't know. It, it was so like cathartic, I think, to watch someone else have that breakdown. Yeah. Man, I, I wish know. I would have watched the music video. Yeah. I mean, you still can. But I, I don't, I'm not sure it'll have the same impact for you that it did yeah. for me. Well, because I'm with you in the camp that this seems to be her accepting, I guess, 
accepting because her mind is kind of forcing her to because she's finally had these real feelings but she's accepting the reality of the situation and I do like whenever you say like it started off with all of her fun and games she's dancing up on the stage she's doing a show she's at a show she's just having fun and then there's a callback to a line from disco tits in this where the one where i said about she's no chemist but it's good shit she says something about uh some something about we have the good stuff whenever she's asking if they have drugs but she's resisting it now because she's she's fallen out of her feelings which yeah that's that's the bridge she she says, hey, you got drugs. Just need to pick me up. Only for tonight. Don't tell anyone I was with you. Yeah, it's good stuff, but I'm resisting now. Take it if you want. I think I've fallen out of my feelings. Yeah. And it's like, to me, that kind of hit me as like, she's so far past the point where she's kind of just in it now. Like, right. she's past the point of like, yeah, we can just take this pain away if I just do this or do that. Like, it's kind of to the point where it's like, okay, yeah, it's a full on you just have to experience it. You have right. to let it come over you. Yeah, she she's kind of simultaneously done numbing herself to the reality of it, but also at the same time wanting to maybe physically numb herself to the pain that she's feeling. Yeah. Kind of a thing. But I don't know. It, that Clearly I rambled on for a while there, but I don't, I don't know. I, I really love this track, and I think that's why this album has stuck with me as long as it has. That's the thing, because we talk about ending tracks a lot. Yeah. And this, like, hearing you talk about it, because, I mean, I I really like the song. I like the way that it wraps up the whole album. I, mm-hmm. I like the way that it, it calls back to the first song, but in a completely different way, in a way that is more musically appealing to me than, yeah. I keep saying first song. I mean, second song, but like first. Well, yeah, the first. Full, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's the a first song. Yeah, it's just not the first track. Yeah, and it, like, I like it a lot. But then, you, the, you hear it, you heard it your way the first time, mm-hmm. and it really impacted. Like, it's, I like hearing that you will listen to this whole album just to hear this song, because that is a great thing. I think there's, I have quite a few albums like that as well, and it's yeah. just so nice to experience something the full buildup of it and you'll right. sit down you'll like okay i got 50 minutes this is what i want to <laughs> do i want to have the buildup just so i can have the payoff at the end the emotional right. payoff and it's just yeah it's i nice. think it's it's a sign of of a good album and and good music obviously i'm saying that because this is my album that does that for me but i think that's why not to get too nebulous and off topic but that's why i think music is so incredible and and amazing as a whole is just because a it allows people to experience things together Mm -hmm. in a very shared experience way but b it's very personal and each person is going to experience an album in a different and unique and personal way an intimate way that can't really be shared yeah 100 percent. because and that's that's it's kind of not flying in the face of what we're doing because we're not trying to completely recreate that, but it's kind of, <laughs> right. it's cause like we're you're doing the dark pop. You just did the four albums in a row to kind of lead me down a path to where right. you're at. And all of our recommendations are kind of 
in some way building a foundation so yeah. we can each get each other's we're, we're poking each other's boundaries and saying saying where we can breach those boundaries yeah and like we're like oh well this is one of the albums that i listened to that kind of opened up these next four albums for me so maybe right. i can do one of those and like we'll go on a little journey like i listen to this in this order and you kind of set up that foundation but it's just crazy and i know this is just i'm gonna say it and it's like fucking of course of course that happens <laughs> but it's like it's just so crazy how just like the littlest things that you experience that you experience because like mm-hmm. even like i can look at so many i can look at the same picture of something as you and that informs my experience differently differently right. we can go out and look at the same sky and that hits me differently and that can that little tiny thing can affect how i listen to somebody sing about that blue sky then right like it can sound so much different than you hear it and it's just yeah there's some little to take it a level further like every decision and every outside force we've ever experienced in our lives helps affect that and and brings us to our final interpretation of something or each interpretation of something if we're reinterpreting things every time we listen to it or whatever just fucking the world's crazy life is crazy and it's all built on the past yeah and that uh, and like too nebulous i think we should stop talking about this on on this podcast maybe if you guys are interested in us rambling about that stuff we can have a a separate show on on this podcast where we just kind of like ramble about life and stuff yeah that can be our midweek thing yeah, let us know. We can we can double our efforts and put out two episodes a week. If you're listening, or if you want to listen to that, or if you're not, you know, I guess I don't have anything to say to you because you're not listening and you're not going to hear it anyway. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Uh, well, I feel it when I'm dead type type question. Exactly. Like if you're talking to somebody that's not there, does it? Do they hear? Right. It? If a tree falls in the forest. Right. <laughs> Anyways, uh, overall, in hindsight, I think it might have been a better call to do both parts of Ladywood back to back. But I do really love this album and the themes of kind of being lonely and and coping with it. The first half, obviously, she doesn't think she's lonely. She's just having a good time. But then you kind of realize that that she's just distracting herself and filling that void, which I don't necessarily relate to a lot of times, at least a lot of specific themes in individual tracks. But uh, I think she does a good job of trying to express her experiences with relationships and stardom, more so on the first album, but... Uh, yeah, and then obviously the the use of taboo words to normalize female sexuality and stuff I think is great because people need to feel uncomfortable sometimes to to get results. And if this makes someone somewhere feel more comfortable in their skin with their sexual freedoms and and perspectives, then that that means something. You got that right, brother man. <laughs> Does that, well, does that does that does that work? Does that can I brother what? man? That's what my new that? name. You brother can call man. just refer to me as brother man on this podcast. <laughs> Never use my name. Next week, I'm going to introduce myself as brother man. <laughs> There's so many times where I just say things and I'm like, "What the fuck?" What? Yeah, like, I mean, it, it's it's just that like. I don't know. Maybe this isn't the case here, but I feel like I've been doing a lot of talking about something very like personal and intimate that i feel very strongly about and when you're listening to someone do that like hey it's interesting to listen to but like how do you respond to something like that so you just kind of like throw shit out and see what happens that is super true because normally in a normal situation i wouldn't have said anything there 
Or yeah. if I did, it would have been extremely minimal because <laughs> I'm very much in the camp that whenever somebody is talking about extremely personal things, like they're not all like you don't need to say something back to them, really. Right. Like you, you're they're telling you these things because they they want you to listen and accept whatever information, whatever part <laughs> yeah, they're of they're not looking for input. Yeah, like so, like if we weren't doing something where it was a back and forth, I would have just been like, yeah. Like, yeah, cool. Yeah. Or I just would have sat there and given you, like, an approving look or something. Right. And it's like, but you can't. We're not even. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> and we're doing it virtually. I'm sitting yeah. in my I'm sitting in my there, bedroom there's, there's staring no at a vent. <sighs> it's, uh, man. Overall, what did you think of this album, Joey? Overall? Just, just give it to me straight. Okay. So, overall, I liked this album after a little bit. The first time I listened to it. I was kind of, I wasn't sold on it. And I was like, there, honestly, the first time I heard Disco Tits, I was like, is this, <laughs> am I even going to like this at all? And then right. I started listening to it more and I was like, uh, okay. Like I'm, and then I listened to it all the way through again. And I still didn't like, it was like Disco Tits was like the barrier of entry for right. me. And then after that, I liked everything more. And then like the third and fourth times I was like, okay, okay. I, yeah, I'm in. For, I'm for, in. in. In a totally uh, unrelated to, to your general feelings way, the music video for Disco Tits, she fucks a puppet. <laughs> just just <laughs> leaving that out there. So if you want to watch that music video, if you're into puppet fuckery, then, then go for it. Maybe if I would have watched the music video, I would have liked it the first time. Then. <laughs> yeah. I think it, it, the music videos do a better job of showing her the, the lightheartedness that she's putting into her, her music and not just like... Yeah weirdness i guess i mean it is weird but it's also funny yeah at first honestly i was torn because i didn't know like i didn't want to come on here and be like no i don't like it it's your favorite it's one of your favorite albums i don't like it i didn't want to do that i was expecting that and i was because i liked it i always not always i was expecting to be like i liked it more than the banks album Mm-hmm. And then it kind of turned into, I liked it more than the Licky Lee album. And then it right. turned into, I I still kind of like the Melody, Melanie Martinez album yeah. more, but like, I didn't like it. And then it turned into, okay, I think this is like, as of now, I think I like this the most out of interesting the four. Well, it if kinda, that is the case and that remains to be the case, then I'm glad to have, have worked you up to it. I, I think that that's proof that this is kind of working, I guess, in a way. I still do like that Melody Martinez album, though. Yeah, it is good. You should check out her other album. You should check out uh, Tuvalu's other albums if you're vaguely interested or watch the, the videos. She, there, there's a lot of, like, I don't know, man. Just listen to everything. Just listen to every album like ever. I've been trying to, honestly. Like, <laughs> I've, what else do I have to do? This this podcast has gone on too long. This is, like, our longest one that we've done. And I knew it, it really be. is. Uh, oh god i just of, looked at the time yeah it's fine i mean i knew it would be because of how much i wrote about it and and the personal uh aspects of it but we gotta move on we gotta yeah. we gotta continue what are we doing next week what is our course that you are setting with us okay next week we're listening to an album called new magnetic wonder by a band called the apples in stereo the reason i am picking this is because it it seems like 
the path that I want to go down, it seems like a good album to follow this. Because okay. it's... The Apples in Stereo, they're kind of a pop rock type band, but not pop rock in, like, the... I don't know, like... Say it. I'm... I was going to say like Avril Lavigne or something, but that's like pop punk, but like, they're (laughs) not like pop rock in like the candy type way either. Like the, you put them on your tongue. (laughs) I didn't think for a second that we were going to be listening to pop rocks. (laughs) Wouldn't that be some shit? If I just put something on her, it's like, yeah, it's pop and it's rock. And then it's (laughs) it's just, it's just 35 minutes of someone holding their mouth open to a microphone with pop rocks. (laughs) But they're they're poppy. They're they're rocky. They're uh, they got some electronic stuff going on. They got a okay. good mix of I don't know new sounding things that I think would be a good entry point given the given pop. Where we just ended this yeah. pop thing. Yeah. Now I'm not going to say like oh it's a seamless transition. It's right. it's it's not going to be that. But sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna set us on a course that goes. V- it goes towards kind of like a indie, folky, rocky type thing. Like, yeah, so is this adjacent to like uh, Nana Grizzle that we've listened to? Actually, viewers to funny that you mentioned that. Um, it's it could it could be construed as a similar sound. I'm not gonna okay. say that. Like, the apples in stereo are led by I believe his name is Robert Schneider. He's the singer, and he helped found the Elephant Six, like, collective, I guess, which was a group of bands from, like, the 90s that wanted to do their own thing. And, I mean, they all have kind of distinct sounds, but they're all kind of labeled under an indie rock pop type thing. And they're kind of an offshoot of that, I guess. But anyways, I brought that up because Nana Grizzle is tangentially related to that, so they kind of have a similar kind of do-it-yourself sort of sort of feel so do you know how many weeks how many episodes how many albums we're talking here are we just gonna feel it out as we go um i'm gonna actually i was originally thinking six but i'm gonna shoot for either four or five actually i don't want it to be too crazy long yeah we'll we'll see what happens we'll we'll, so anywhere from the next four to six episodes Joey will be on our journey. We're going to be doing them consecutively um, just to try it out and see if it has better or worse results. I, I think because I think that the dark pop thing worked okay having it split up, but maybe it would have been more uh, meaningful to do it all back to back. So we're going to try that with this indie rock pop stuff that Joey wants to lead me through. And we'll see if I uh, like Joey come come to terms with it by the end or if i'm just gonna kick and scream the whole time <laughs> or if you even like me at all after it that's true we might, we might have to <laughs> stop this podcast after the end if we just can't get along anymore because we're just so so different in musical taste probably yeah. not gonna happen. i mean at this yeah i i i think i think the things you listen to won't be too offensive okay at least all right well we'll see how i how i feel about it uh until then <laughs> Uh, until next week when we're discussing this album, you guys can contact us on all of the social medias. You can listen to us on all of the podcast. Well, I don't want to say all the podcasting platforms. There are a ton of podcasting platforms. Yeah. But, all the main uh, we're, ones. We're on, we're on a lot of the major ones, the, the major media consumption products. 
if we're not somewhere that you want to listen to us, I don't know how you're listening to us now, but let us know yeah. and we can, <laughs> we can transfer over. Uh, I'm sure it won't be difficult to add more services. Um, but until next week, stay in our feedback loop. Bye. Bye.